So we were speaking about the condition of mankind upon the return of the Lord. I'll point out here that the earth as we know it will be groaning under the weight of man's transgressions. The actor behind all of this, of course, is Satan. And he has, although he's the invisible actor, he will be represented on the earth both in human uh, society as well as the invisible but very real presence of an army of the demonic. And the third component, uh, the first being um, a, a, a systemic kingdom that's managed to subjugate all peoples of the earth with the exception of those who have, who have their father's name written on their foreheads which is to say that their mindsets have not been corrupted. The second uh, condition would be that of humanity as willing supplicants, thoroughly compliant to the mandates of this uh, global kingdom that squeezes them in the twin areas of food, commerce, and of uh, uh, their security. Parenthetically, let me point out, the Chinese government has just made a decision within the last few days to choose between state security, which guarantees the, longe the longevity of the Chinese Communist Party. So they've chosen between uh, state security and investments in their economy. They've appointed the head of state security to do all of the due diligence before permitting companies to do business in China. Um, they've also uh, they've begun to review all foreign businesses being done in China. And the goal is very simple, the control of the population utterly. Now, in our own country, here in the United States, uh, with the advent of artificial intelligence, governments are already moving toward, or this, these governments are already, and it doesn't matter whether we're talking about Democrat or Republican, they're all engaged in what is called data analytics which is to say, collecting information from every conceivable source, from what you buy. None of this is conspiracy. This is just factual. Why do you think 
you get notifications from companies you've never even thought of doing business with, in, uh, soliciting you to do business with them. Um, you know, and if you go into even African countries, as you enter the country, uh, you, your biometrics, your biometrical information is collected and they make no bones about it. They have you put your fingers on, on the pad and um, you look into the camera so they do your eye print. And um, th this is massive collection of biometrical data. Now, I understand that they're stupid people who call themselves prophets <laughs> who talk about such things as uh, what? Water, water creatures, uh, what was this crazy woman calling herself a prophet the other day, reported about mermaids and that's nonsense, that's stupid. That's conspiracy theory. What I'm telling you about, if you don't know this already, you're way behind the curve because it's happening. I was filling out a form the other day um, that required me sending some money uh, uh, just to another state here in, in the United States. And the routing information, uh, the, the warning on the routing information was this uh, company would never change the routing information it sent me for the sending of the money. Um, and they said, do not accept any new information uh, as to that would reroute the funds that were required for the particular transaction. Because they were simply saying they can capture this information, uh, thieves can capture this information uh, by essentially conducting electronic espionage and gathering information. Private people can do that. Thieves have moved on to the internet. They used to be on the highways in ancient times, now they're on the internet. How often do you get a solicitation from somebody who says, hi, is this so-and-so? Um, I have your number in my uh, database, by, but I'm not sure, is this you? And, and, uh, and it's the hi, you know, like if they know you. If you haven't received these things, it's because you don't have a, a mobile phone or, and you're not on the internet. But my point is that this system, these systems are collecting information on everybody. Children were, were some years back, the hot thing was Pokemon, and little kids were, were, were induced to play this game of Pokemon on, on their cell phones. And they had to locate themselves. They had to give data as to where they were and they'd be guided to where the Pokemon was that they should interact with. Well, this all built out a pretty massive system of identifying people by location and by various and sundry other forms of information. Now, 
Jesus told us these things would happen, so we should not be alarmed. All right? Other things that are going on, I mean, and I'll come back to it when, when we're talking a little bit more about the nature of mankind, humankind, at the time of the return of the Lord. I'm just saying to you now that this beast is vociferous in its ability to collect and utilize information. Nowhere, perhaps, has it become more graphically demonstrated than in the war between Russia and the Ukraine. It's not a special military operation, it's a war. Call it what you will, deceive people if you can, but it's a war, it's a war of aggression against the Ukrainian people by the Russian state. The Ukrainians surprised the Russians by the use of electronic warfare technology. And it's forced all the leading nations of the earth to reconsider the use of technology that you could buy off the shelf in warfare. A thing that I suppose military thinkers were thinking about before this all happened, but now everybody is thinking about it. And you can't be a major military power if you are unfamiliar with the way in which information technology can be used to specifically target your best infrastructure pieces and devices. I would suspect that here in the United States there is a massive rethinking of warfare presently. Presently. There'll come the point where you can't make war against the beast because it will control the, the engines of war. And it's happening right now. You don't have to be a conspiracy idiot to know that. So there will be these, these three basic things that will be in, in full operation at the time of the return of the Lord. And what I'm saying to you is we're there now. It's only going to grow in intensity and scope. We already see the face of it. The first is the systemic beast, the beast of, of seven systems and the respective governors or rulers. The second is a totally frightened and compromised humanity, all with the exception of those who are the sons of God. And thirdly, there will be a church that legitimizes the system of the beast to the people who are being subjugated to it. Now, the Russian Orthodox Church, I use that as a, as a prime example because it's easy enough to see and it's easy for people to believe because it's so transparent. It's easy for people in America to believe. 
but the principle is the same regardless of how it's applied. What legitimizes this war to the population is a false church, a harlot church, who does it for the sake of gain because it's, it does not trust God, doesn't even know God. But as shocking as that is, it's no less shocking to observe how religious leaders, evangelical Christian religious leaders, will routinely convene with political leaders to deceive their very congregations of people. I mean, what is the common venue when Trump goes to speak in California? It's a church. When he does it in Phoenix, it's a church. When he does it in Dallas, it's a church in South Lake, Texas, and so on. And they bring in these self-anointed leaders who have no vision of God or the things of God. They have a vision for America because they've conflated America with the kingdom of God. But why have they done this? They've done it because that's what the people want. The prophets are prophesying falsehoods and the priests are ruling by their own authority and the people love it so. But what shall they do in the end thereof? because it's creating a society that is fundamentally opposed to God, it's based on fear, fear of provision and protection, and enforced by the use of governmental power that if anybody had any sense, they would know there was just a question of when those powers would be turned against their particular interest. I mean, it's probably most transparent in Florida right now. Now, what they do not understand is how the general population is being alienated from church population and that alienation will become so thorough that when, not if, when there is a backlash, we know it from the scriptures, the harlot will simply find where her bargain is most profitably to be engaged. In other words, she'll just switch and become the champion of the very things she opposed. Right now she is that. She opposed government intervention. Now she wants the intervention of government. Why? Because it suits her. But it only wants it selectively. And she's foolish in that way. She's not sophisticated 
in the ways of the world, so she's going to be plundered eventually because the kings will hate her. Now that's actually said. Uh, it's said that um, uh, the kings hate the harlot and they will submit her to be to the fires because there will come a point you see uh, there'll come a point where she's no longer profitable to them she does she's an embarrassment to them and they will turn on her and destroy her now the culmination of these three things the systems of the beast which are satanically inspired and empowered the compromise of a frightened people who want survival at all costs and a harlot that provides legitimacy, a cover of legitimacy for both the kings and the commerce the people depend upon, all of that taken together produces a people who do not retain God in their knowledge. Here, I started to read this earlier from uh, the book of Romans chapter 1 verses 18 through 32. I'll pause occasionally to comment. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Almost nobody tells the truth anymore. In fact, it got so gross here a few years ago and continues to be that it was labeled the post-truth era. And a famous political operative said, we have an alternative truth. What she meant was, we can marshal the facts to support our argument that we want. We watch a certain network settle for almost a billion dollars for representations that were known to the network to be false, the management of the network, but worse, it was known to the talking heads of the network that employed them, that these things were just wrong and not true, absolute lies. Out of their mouths came these toad-like utterances and these are the heroes of the church. These are the ones the church tuned into to watch. Why is nobody saying anything? Why are the Seven Mountains guys deadly silent? Why are your best life now people not talking? Well, because if the goal is to gain the wealth, 
associated with fame and power. These systems have made out of nobodies household names. Men and women who are grotesque in their distortions of what is, what is actually true and they know it. I am not the one pronouncing these things to be true. People are paying up to a billion dollars to settle cases with these liars and deceivers who are the heroes of the church. But even as I said, it's a yawn, who cares? They just go to a more extreme platform. That's how asleep, that's is how seeing they don't see, this is how hearing they don't hear and they don't understand, but more to the point they don't care. That's the term, suppress the truth in unrighteousness. For, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them, since the creation of the world is invisible attributes, clearly seen being understood by the things He made. Therefore men are without excuse. Even His eternal power and Godhead are clearly seen, but they do not fear God. We're in a church, this brazen harlot has become so indifferent to the truth, it's found a lie, it's found a cadence of the lie, it's found a frequency that allows the lie to come in unopposed and that is the people to whom it speaks, their love for and their desire to have provision and protection whatever the cost. Let's not pretend that this is the church of Jesus Christ. It isn't. It is not. It belongs to the ones who say, this is my church. Marginal characters find that they can be pulled up out of obscurity onto the stage of notoriety and all of a sudden they have more speaking engagements than they can attend because that's how they find their value. But in the world at the same time, the Bible speaks about how God gave them up also to uncleanness. It's God who has given mankind up to uncleanness. What do I mean by that? It means the restrainer no longer restrains them. Do you think you can quote the scripture and have people change their minds? No, they don't care. It's what's in them. And they finally have the opportunity because the restrainer has been removed. God said He made them male and female. He made them. What's this transgender stuff? 
just people wanting what they want. Now, are they entitled to it? Sure, they are. They're citizens of a nation whose leaders are not appointed by God because this isn't the kingdom, nor should their leaders be appointed by God. So don't, don't give me this nonsense about we should support the party that makes sure everyone bows, every leader bows down to the things. Of, they're not going to. Have we not read from the beginning that they embraced the lawlessness unassociated with the fear of God? They don't fear God. Why are you trying to make people uh, conform to the things of God who do not fear God? Let them have their kingdoms and let them have every definition of what it means to pursue happiness that they, that it, that they choose. It has no effect on the standards of God. It, has no, it does not redefine the kingdom. But you've got to get a hold of the truth that America is not the kingdom of God. It is not. Whoever tells you it is, is lying to you. Whoever tells you it is, is deceiving you. We are not to invade seven mountains. This beast has seven heads. We are to present the uncompromised truth of what the kingdom of God actually is and give them an alternative that they can see. But they're not seeing anything because we're not showing them anything by insisting that Supreme Court leaders need to be a certain way and um, politicians need to be need to, and the politicians are only too willing to deceive them. And the chief of those politicians is obvious because he has no moral standards, just been convicted for, or just, just has been found liable. It wasn't a criminal case, so there wasn't a conviction. Found liable for sexually assaulting. How low are you going to go before you say, let me out of this. No, the harlot doesn't have any conscience about these things. Doesn't. That's why the harlot and the world share the same mindset. And just go down and finish reading. I've run out of time. Uh, go down and finish reading all of the scripture, uh, Romans 1, 18 through 32 and it'll, it'll tie in absolutely with the earlier passage we read from 1 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 9. For your reading about the way man will be at the end of the age, add 2 Peter chapter 4 verses, uh, 2 Peter chapter 2 rather, verses 4 through 19. I'm just giving you the scriptures here. And and I want to, 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 to take the time to say just this. Why am I talking so much about the condition of mankind at the point of the return of the Lord, other than that He comes with an army to obliterate that, this opposition? It's because it's the environment in which the man of lawlessness thrives. 
So I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. Well, actually, I'll end with a couple of things. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12 say the following, Brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together with Him, we ask you not to be alarmed. The day will let no one deceive you by any means. The day will come. The day will not come unless there's a great falling away. And then I'm skipping through. Um, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. So when Paul wrote this, the, the restrainer was still very much restraining. But the coming of the lawless one will be enabled by both the human appetite for who he is and the removal of the restraint. So the lawless one who comes will actually be welcomed because he is the mirror that God is holding up to the earth to see how they have, see what they've become and who they actually are. God, it says, will send them a strong delusion. God will allow, because the restrainer is taken away, God will allow a strong delusion to come upon men who did not choose to retain God in their knowledge, humans who did not choose, and uh, and they will believe the lie and be caught up in it. Now when the Lord comes, when the Lord appears with His army, all of this charade, all of this deception, all of this darkness will be brought into focus. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man will hide himself in the caves and in the rocks and mountains and say to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come who will be able to stand. Make no mistake, the return of the Lord is a time of absolute confrontation between the sovereign Lord and every form of wickedness that flowed out of the seed of the serpent. Now, I want to build on that as we continue now to look at the concluding chapters of the book of Revelation but I needed to set up for you the understanding of the environment surrounding the return of the Lord. The the depraved conditions of mankind brought there by demonic participation and human agreement and a false church that is no restraint upon any of it but in fact has become a harlot selling this notion that she belongs and speaks for God for privilege and position, scarlet and silver, and a humanity that's more occupied with just trying to survive and will do every evil and wicked thing and will agree with every evil and wicked thing that promises them survival. That's the condition of the earth 
if it's not there yet, I warrant you, we're fully engaged in that process. It's not coming, it has come. The great falling away is God's doing to separate out the righteous out of that which says it's the church, to separate the sons of God from the offsprings, from the people compromised by the mindset of harlotry. Eventually, the harlot will drink the blood of the saints, meaning that it will not be able to stand the existence of the truth, because just like light brings darkness into judgment, So the sons of God will shine forth like the sun in the last days, but that's not because they're gloriously accepted. It's because the darkness is so intense and it's God's last offering to the world. This versus this, the kingdom of God and the sons of God versus the seed of the prostitute in commingling with the mindset of the enemy and the greed and wickedness of mankind. It's a time of separation. Inevitably, it has to be that. We're in that time. It'll only get intensely dark. I hope you're you're understanding what you're seeing every day of our lives now in the world. And I didn't even get into mass shootings and, and earthquakes and famines and those things, but they are part of the background. And I probably will pick up there when we go forward. I'm Sam Solon, and I'll see you then. Bye now.